Welcome to Long Beach Locals, a podcast presented to you by Active Life, located right here in Long Beach, New York. On this podcast, we're connecting you with other local businesses and the individuals who run them so you can get to know their story. In today's episode, we're talking with Andy Putman, the owner and founder of Long Beach Strength and Conditioning, located right here in Long Beach's West End. In this episode, you'll hear Andy's origin as a local trainer who wanted to create something better for the community, something better than what he'd seen working at the other gyms at the time. This experience led Andy to looking at the local fitness market and saying, there's an opportunity here to create something for people who want to get strong, see results in how their body looks, feels, and performs, and want to have fun doing it. Over the last few years, he's created a tremendous level of clarity around the type of people that he is best suited to serve. And this has allowed him to go all in on creating a culture at Long Beach Strength and Conditioning that is inspiring to him and valuable to his clients. On the back half of this episode, we're joined by one of Andy's coaches, Coach Madison, who gets to share a little bit of her story and why working at Long Beach Strength and Conditioning is so inspiring to her. When you enjoy this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. If you have a business here in Long Beach and would like to be featured on a future episode of the podcast, please send an email to info at activelifelongbeach.com. We'd love to connect with you and highlight your business right here on Long Beach Locals. Let's get to it, and we hope you enjoy the show. I love uh, just business ownership. I love the, the challenge of it, um, the, like the variety of it. You know, I mean, it, it, I'm sure you've experienced, like it's always something different. Like it's yeah, always mm-hmm. some new fucking thing that you're, that's, that you got, yeah, yeah, man. It's like, it's just every day is different. You, you get to scratch every itch that you have. You know what I mean? Like there's boring, tedious stuff. There's like stuff out of fucking nowhere. There's working with people. There's de- like, it's just, it's so many different things. And for my personality, that works really well. Yeah. I'm getting really, really off track in life when it's like, I got to do the same thing the same way, day in and day out. That's, that's not my personality. So yeah, I love this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to be doing this. I'm grateful for the challenges and, and the opportunity for sure. Yeah, and especially um, it's seeing how you guys have grown it since the beginning. I know it's a lot of change. Oh, God. Um, it's definitely for the better. <laughs> you know? like it's been, yeah, it's, it's been for the better, for sure. For sure. For sure. It's been a, definitely a journey, and I was, I'm fortunate <clears> enough to be able to witness it. You know, like this is definitely something Long Beach needed. And to be able to be part of it, see it, and to get involved in it as however I can was awesome. Especially I appreciate you saying that. Talking to the members, knowing the trainers, all your coaches are great. Everybody has that same passion. Like you said, if you repeated all these questions to them, they'd have the passion. Yeah, they love this shit for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not entirely convinced they'd be able to articulate as clearly as you have, which gives me now something to like. This is what we do. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the next team meeting. Yeah. I wish I had a little. Maybe I should grab a notepad or something. That's. That's why my whiteboard is like constant scribbles, Dude, ideas, yeah. How do you guys deal with that, ideas? Yeah, that's a good question. So we use the, have you ever been exposed to the idea checklist, something called an impact filter? No. So there's something called an impact filter. What it is, is you essentially write out the idea or the goal, right? You start with the goal, then why is this goal important? What does a fully achieved version of this look like? Wait, 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 start over. So you're saying like, Run it through, like we, we use this as our filtration system for any idea that comes into the business. Like if he were to come to me and say, hey, I wanna partner with Andy at Long Beach Strength on this. Be like, great, okay, go run that through an impact filter first. So it's just this system that yep. you filter all new ideas. Yes, through. it helps him make sure that the idea is fully formed before he brings it to me or Sean. So everyone is taught this and taught how to run through it on their own. Yes, we run clients. Brought higher up to, we run clients through this in the consultation process. All right, give it to me. Yeah, so you start with the goal, right? What is the goal? What do you want to achieve? So why do this thing? That's the first step. The next thing is why is this important? Got it. Why is it important to you? So what is the the outcome you're trying to achieve and then why does it matter? What's the biggest difference that this is going to make for you in your life? Why is it important? Once we've really gotten to that thing, not the surface level, well, I want to lose 20 pounds because I want to lose 20 pounds. Once you really get to it, then you move on to, okay, what does a fully achieved version of this look like? What is a fully completed goal? Okay. All right. So you're kind of painting the picture of if all goes according to plan, what will the outcome be? If we do all of the things, right? And you said this is important to you. We do all the things necessary. What is that, what is that end state? What's that dream state? Okay. okay. Then the next thing, and this is where the, the, you can get very granular, is the success criteria. What things need to be true? 
for us to accomplish this goal? What things need to be true? What needs to have happened at the end for this to be the outcome? Okay. Right. If the goal is to lose 20 pounds, right? We'll use that one because it's an easy one to paint the picture for. If that's the goal, all right, so is, it's reasonable to assume that we lose somewhere around four to five pounds a month. Okay, so what do we need to do to do that? Well, we need to sleep well. We need to get enough water. We need to uh, manage our stress. We need to maybe get on some sort of nutrition protocol, right? So we can start to lay out very granularly all of the things that need to happen to make this successful. So then how, what's the determining factor as to whether or not it goes up the chain? What, we're not done, right? So we get that all the way through. The determining factor are the next two questions. The last two questions are, what is the best case scenario if we take action on this? So what is the best thing that happens if we do this? Okay. Well, my life changes um, and it's deeply impactful for my family. Great. What's the worst case scenario if we do not? So if we decide not to do this, what's the worst thing that happens? The worst thing that happens is I stay the same. Okay, great. Is that true? Is that really the worst thing that happens? Or do you regress, right? If we're talking about the idea that he might come with, what's the worst thing that happens by us not doing this? If he's like, oh, nothing really, then we don't do it. Because there is no negative outcome. There's no negative outcome. There's, there's nothing impactful. Even if there's massive upside. Yeah. Maybe, right? If there's massive upside, then it's like, okay, maybe we do it. But if things don't get better and things don't get worse by us not doing anything, maybe we don't take action on it at all, or maybe it's not a priority right now. But if it's like, if we don't do this, then our clients suffer. The community suffers, right? Like we don't, we're no longer, we're living outside of our values. Then we know this is something to take action on. I like that. All right. So it was, what's the goal, right? The goal, why is it important? Number three, I forgot. What's the fully achieved version of this look like, right? Success criteria. So what things need to be true when we get to the end? And then the two questions. Best case scenario, worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario. Interesting. And I want to add to that. Um, as an employee running through the impact filter, at first you're seeing it like, damn, this is annoying. I got to keep running through this. It's not, I, I have to do this. I get to do this now. Like, I get to have an opportunity to present an idea to whoever is my hire, whoever is my, the higher ups. And say, if I have an idea, I really want to run through Cody or I really want to run through Sean, and I just say it immediately, and it'll, it could go one through one ear and out the other. And then I ever have the opportunity to actually present it and really see it in fruition. If I write it all down and present it to them in a well thought out plan, it gives my idea a lot more opportunity to have something happen. Sure. So it gives the employee a chance to speak up and have a, a, a voice instead of it being like, I'm gonna present you with something and you're just like, yeah, that was great, but yeah. And it does it in a systematized way, which I like. Right. Yeah. So it's like everybody knows what the procedure is, and it's not so off the cuff. Well, and what more than likely happens is coming with an idea, right? So myself or him, if we were to go to somebody above us with an idea, they're going to ask a ton of questions, a ton of questions that we potentially don't have the answer to because we haven't actually thought it all the way down the road. And that those steps are probably what the higher up would have thought anyway. Yeah. To figure so it out. So it why don't you saves, just figure it out? Exactly. Yeah. It I saves us. <laughs> yeah. Come to me with the, yeah, okay. me with yeah, the fully formed the, idea. Come to me with the end thing. Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah. That's no, the like impact that, filter. I like that. Yeah. Because right now, a lot of my ideas, I have a whiteboard. God, my girlfriend hates this, but there's a, just a big whiteboard sitting in my living room in my yard. Like, it's like this random whiteboard. But it's like all these thoughts that I have randomly, just little blurbs. Mm -hmm. And what happens is I fill the entire whiteboard up, and then I take a screenshot of it or a picture on my phone, and then I erase everything and start over again. And then when I need ideas or I'm just sitting around, I'm just flipping through, like, all these, like, random blurbs of ideas. But I've seen, like, if I just kind of was more systematized in the way that I approached them, I could probably just knock off a lot of those ideas leave the ones that were solid show up here um, with a much more like and execute. solid plan for things. Yeah. Well, it gives you something like it gives you an actual next step to take rather than it just being ideas that live on a whiteboard that then live on the phone that never go anywhere. Right. Right. You're like, okay, this is the thing. And what you might find is that one of those ideas or two of those ideas encapsulate five of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's probably true because one of those that it encapsulates, that could be a step to getting that first goal fully realized. So that becomes a success criteria for that first goal. Right. Hmm. Molly, I hear you intentionally trying to be quiet and it's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. Just be normal, man. I'm trying, I feel bad. Just be normal, man. 
don't, don't be weird. It's, it's weird. At least your tempo is right. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Well, I'm glad I brought that up. Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> we have it in a document. I'll send it to you. Yeah, everybody is required to go through it, and we want everybody to do it because it makes sense. We don't want people's ideas to just get thrown out the window or make it feel like their idea isn't heard. It gives everybody the opportunity to say something and be heard about it. I think that's such the the value of kind of communicating and networking with other people. It's one of the things I was so disappointed with when I started this place. I had this picture in my head that like it was going to be like this like I don't know like brethren of gym owner. It just didn't turn out to be that way at all. And it's so disappointing to me because I, I I don't know why I thought I was just in the back of my head. I didn't think it through too clearly. But you guys, Active Life. Um, that's generally been the spirit that like anyone that within your organization, Sean, especially like Sean is like tons of times, like taking time out of his day to like chat with me or like offer like, and it's just like, that's not like the, my typical kind of yeah. experience. Yeah. It's not the kind of, and I, I appreciate that because I think like just that, like you just other people who are doing it too, like they have ideas that you don't have. And I like that a lot. And I appreciate that about you guys and, and, and what you guys do. Cause I definitely want to be that way. I don't feel like, there's only so many people and like right. we're all competing for the same five yeah. people. Like, is there, I just think that's kind of like a very narrow way to look at things. It's scarcity yeah. versus. Yeah. Abundance. Right. That's scarcity. Is really is. Yeah. Which is crazy. Cause there's like 30,000 people just in long beach. Right. You could take 120. Yeah. yeah so like, it's like, it's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. left. Like, that needs exactly. Help, there's still you know? 29,000 left, whatever the right. math is. 880 <laughs> people right. left. And we could do 122. So then there's yeah. still, yeah. yeah, but I, I've had some crazy, I mean, I don't want to get into that, but like the specifics, but I've just had some crazy experiences with like local gym owners since we opened where it's like, what? Like, it's just, it's, it's so the crazy. mindset. And that's one of the reasons that we did, that we were so comfortable doing this podcast with you because we believe that you share a similar mindset. That I, like, yeah, I really do. Like, I, I just seem so crazy to me yeah. to like mm -hmm. have this feeling like, wow, man, we're all, Swimming, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. This seems about, up. Yeah, that was good. And I 100% agree with you in that sense. Like I, from I mean, that's like, what if I set this like uh, in the middle? You, I mean, it won't pick up. Well, they're they're semi-directional. Oh, so they're straight. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you and everything, because um, especially as somebody else who's grown up here and seen it all like unfold and see the animosity some gyms may have against each other, you everybody doesn't realize that we're still on the same mission. We're all just trying to help people. We started this to help people, not just to put some money in our pockets. It's yeah, man, everybody who does this at some fundamental level wants to be like, live their lives helping other people in exactly. some way with the shape mm -hmm. of form. Every, people have a lot of different ideas on how to do that, but like, that's what everybody wants. And so fundamentally, we're all way more alike than we are. Exactly. And that's definitely how this podcast wanted to come about was we wanted to highlight that we wanted people to realize and hear them and know like our mission is very similar. It's just helping people. We just at the end of the day, we want to help what people. Is the, mission of life? the mission of active life. How can I put that into words? It's like, yeah, I'll say active life period or yeah, I'll say, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll say that one was a damn. I have the mission of active life. It's to create, we're creating a brand new industry that's helping people who fall in between the gaps of healthcare and fitness. I knew that. I've heard that before. We wanted to, we want because there's different branches of active life, but overall, that's what we're about. We want to build that and make that sure gap. that that whole, exactly, make this gap filled. Yeah, Help cool out idea. the people who have fallen uh, uh, behind it, people who have not been able to catch up to the other ones who have been doing fitness, to the people who've made it so intimidating to them. Make, show them that fitness doesn't have to equal health. There's a, such a difference. There's, fitness sure. is an idea that, uh, compared to health where you, it's, a, it's just a mandatory. People need to be healthy. If you want to live, if you wanna live longer, sure. if you want to do the things you want to do, health is a priority. Um, Active Life as a whole, that's the mission. Active Life Long Beach is us putting our money where our mouth is because we also we work with gyms. We work with trainers. We provide this education. But now we have this physical location that's saying, this is how we do it. This is how you do it. And this is why we do it. And now that's going to have its own location. It's there and we're able to back it up. That's good. So to save your, to save your drowning a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but, yeah, it's not live. The mission of active life, like active life, long beach specifically is to provide education, exercise, and mentorship to people who can't get what they need from the healthcare or fitness industry. 
So when you asked your original question earlier, like what's going to make this any different when people sign up, one of the things that they will immediately get access to is an educational portal. They'll be able to go online, watch a series of videos, read articles, whatever they need, um, that it starts to educate them on how injury happens, what the difference between injury, insult, irritation, and pain are, all that, like hierarchy of needs, all of those things. Our selfish goal is to get people to the point where they want and no longer need us, right? And all of the things that come along with that. That means an ideal end is somebody could write their own programming. They might not want to, but they could. They probably won't want to. Exactly. <laughs> but they could. Right. Uh, like I could. Because I don't, and I don't want, want to. to. So exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. But they have the education. They have all of the things. that They understand how injury happens. They understand, like, okay, if I have a setback, here's what I need to do to overcome right. that. They're, they're autonomous. Yep. Very much. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Long Beach Strength and Conditioning. How long has Long Beach Strength and Conditioning been around? Like, what was the antithesis? What was the reason? Why is this here? What started, um, I was working at the New York Sports Club in Long Beach. It was 2016. And I had just come back. That's where I met Danny. Mm. I, I walk in. Uh, it's like my second or third day. And there's not a lot of people who are very, um, or at least at the time. I, I haven't been there in a long time. But not a lot of people at the time who were in there who were doing anything that was particularly all that impressive. And then this... 18 year old kid like saunders in like does one set at 135 and then throws 405 on the bar <laughs> he's in there like it's quiet and i'm like what the fuck is this kid doing um at the time i had just been getting back into like whatever i was a musician for a long time so like i was like 160 pounds i hadn't worked out in a long time but the only thing i really had ever done previous was strength training so i see this kid and i'm like man like this kid clearly needs you know him and i would do well together so Danny and I developed a relationship and we started training together and we started training for him like powerlifting style stuff. And as we started doing that more, like people at that gym who were interested more in that kind of stuff kind of like gravitated. Mm. And there ended up being this little community around what we were doing that started, became like between my clients and the people who had kind of gravitated to it became like 20 or 30 people deep. I remember having like, there's, there was this picture on my Facebook for a while, that was this party I had had in my backyard of my house. And it was like 30 people, and they were all the people that like we were working out together. I thought this was kind of cool. And we couldn't stand New York Sports Club. I mean, you would. Yeah, yeah. Just the culture, I'm imagining, yeah, I mean, right? The yeah. lack of, like, sure. the lack yeah. of culture. I mean, the culture was basically to take advantage of people. Like, that was their perceived, their policies were basically to take advantage of people. Um, and it was incredibly frustrating, and especially when it happened to my clients. Mm. And there's nothing I could do about it. Uh, that was incredibly frustrating. So I had a few clients who had I'd been working with for a long time and had gotten really good results. And long story short, they basically just decided, like, we're all going to do this together, where they decided they would put in the money. My role would be to run it, grow it, get them their money back. Um, so we started looking. It started off, we were just looking for, like, a little hole in the wall just to put a squat rack. Um, and then just, I don't know, one thing leads to another. Uh, the landlord who had been my personal landlord for a long time, I reached out to him to see like, you got, you know, what do you got? You could show me. He said, well, I don't really have anything like what you're describing, but there is this space that just opened up in the West End that I just bought if you want to check it out. And that was where we are now. And it was the old Kings and things and it dropped ceilings, maybe 10 feet. It had been sitting vacant for years. Maybe since Sandy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, we walked in, we were like, you had to watch where you walked because you'd fall through the floor. Like, it was rotting out the whole building. And I just, <laughs> that's so strange to think about it now, but like he decided this, this was the spot. I mean, you could tell, right? Like I could see how high up the ceilings went, the big, beautiful glass windows in the front. It's basically just a big rectangle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this, is a, this could be a fucking gym. So, uh, you know, we decided and it took, we started in November of 2019. Okay. Like building it out, all the contracting stuff, all the stuff you guys are <laughs> getting to enjoy now. Yeah. Um, but we completely had to completely gut the place. A huge advantage for you, like you guys, we, we had to complete literally floors, mm. ceilings, walls, everything, complete down to the everything down to the studs. We even had to replace a lot of the studs, so it was like right down to nothing. Um, and then you know rebuild it all back in. So we were slated to open in April of 2020, and that obviously didn't work out for us. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up opening in October 2020, and. 
that was kind of, I would say, the second iteration of Long Beach Strength and Conditioning. So the first iteration was just these people who just kind of became more friends, this little like community of people that kind of all got attracted to what we were doing. Then it was like, shit, I got to figure out how to run a gym. And all I'd ever been was a personal trainer. Absolutely no clue what I was doing whatsoever. I knew how to train people one-on-one. -on -one. I had done that. I was comfortable with that. But now all of a sudden, I'm, I remember sitting in here, like almost right where I am right now on a, on a bench, the night before we were going to like start pre-sale. And I was by myself. It was like 11 or 12 at night. And I was just sitting here looking around and being like, well, I guess I'm figuring it out. Like I don't, literally no idea what to do. Um, but I figured it out, sort of. I figured out how to sign people up anyway. Um, and the, the first way we thought would be best to both serve people and what I thought was necessary to just be successful was to run kind of like a, like a large group boot camp style, Orange Theory, like we would just train people 20, 30 at a time. Um, but that wasn't how I trained. That wasn't really how any of the coaches trained, the people that I had hired. So it was this weird dynamic where like, we certainly were doing the best we could you know, we cared about the people that we have for sure. Um, we were trying our hardest, but like, it was like this weird thing where like they were all training like this and then we were like training how we train. Mm. Um, and for obvious reasons that that disconnect, just like we didn't, none of me or none of the people that work here really believed in it all the way. And it was, I mean, it certainly helped people. People were getting in better shape, losing weight, like, but it, it just, there was a disconnect between like what we really believed in and I guess I just I I just thought that's what had to happen to run a like a successful gym this size. Like I, I just didn't know any better. Um, but April this year, you know, it finally got to the point where it was like, yeah, we, we got to make a change. You know, was there a moment? Did you have a moment when that really hit you? Because it's it's so interesting hearing you say it because I had the exact same feeling, and I remember the day when I was at my gym back in Coldwater. I remember the day. When I walked into the gym, I looked around and I said, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say for me, it, yeah, I do actually. It was January, it was like mid-January of 20, of this year. And that kind of model with, with the number of people we were losing every month required a lot of people coming in in the front every month to keep it, to keep it going. And I was comparing the, the cost to acquire a new client to the previous year's cost. And it was like double. Mm. And then I extrapolated that out. This is just math. I extrapolated it out over the year. I was like, okay, it's double now in the best time of year, January, February, March, right? I extrapolated it out. I was like, this, isn't, this is not going to work. Yeah. We don't believe in it. It's not going to work. So it's not going to work mathematically. It's not working based on like what we believe. What feels good. You know, what feels right. Right, correct. So what we started doing in January was we started launching these like 12 week semi-private personal training programs. And, and we designed it how we all train, but just in small groups, a lot more expensive. And the people who joined those groups just were just, they were just crushing it. And they were learning stuff that was gonna be valuable long-term. It was just so much, it was so obvious how much better it was that in April we decided to switch the entire model to that and in one fell swoop, from like March 21st to April 21st, we just switched the entire thing over to this kind of personal training, semi-private. Um, and I'm super proud of what we're doing now. I mean, I one, it aligns with what we believe, what I believe and what you know the, the coaches here believe is actually the, the way to organize for the, for the right person, for the people we work with. Um, and it's just now just the, the, the results that the people we get to work with now, the people it attracts versus like who we were attracting before, just everything about it is um, so far superior to what we were doing before in every way. Um, so I would say now this is the third iteration and, of Long Beach Strength and Conditioning. And I agree with you about how proud and like the way the culture has shifted in here like i don't remember being here in the beginning i've seen how everything yeah. has started um it changed a lot and i believe it changed <laughs> it's day, it's it entirely different um it's an entirely different thing now. yeah but i was i'm 
more uh, impressed with everything because you guys just held to your guns. You guys did what you needed to do to make sure that this that. was <laughs> what needed to happen to make sure this stuck to the mission. And you guys did exactly that. And what I think was the most admirable was how you guys held the culture down. You guys created a brand. Uh, it wasn't a brand new culture, but it was still the culture you guys created to finish the mission of what you guys came here to do. I see you guys have these um, events where you go to the beach, you guys all come together, you guys have That's a the best with, stuff, man. Like, I mean, it's a, it's, that it's, stuff, like, it's like now there's this real culture, community, like there's this real group of people who are like a thing versus in the past, it was like, we would try to do that stuff in the past. Yeah. And we would get like, 10% of the people to show up, 15%, you know what I mean? I like it just, it wasn't landing because there are all these like disconnects. And um, I agree because I also, I'm, I'm great friends with Danny, one of the coaches here. He told me about how much you guys put into this, how much time and effort and like energy that had to get done to make this happen. 100%. And especially with the group of people you have coming in day in and day out, having this culture be established and have people wanting to be here more, like they want to spend all their time here. This is the what they look forward to at the end of their day or maybe the beginning of their day is being around yeah. you guys, starting with lifting and just building that culture. You guys send people to, you guys have events with each other and you guys yeah. put, 100%. you guys do what you do from here and translate it out there. If some people want to play sports and you, they see like, wow, I feel so much stronger after doing this. I yeah. feel so much like more athletic. 100%. I feel just better in my body and more confident. I feel like I can put on a swimsuit and I feel like weird about it. Like is talking to Danny about those things and especially the impact it's had on him alone has been awesome. Now, Danny, I mean, this place wouldn't be what it is I and mean, without everyone for sure. I mean, all the staff, especially in the transition, had to really step up their game because as I don't need to tell you guys, there's a, there's a huge difference between a coach who runs a 30 person like fitness group type of thing and a, and a person who is now accountable to the result that this person is getting. You know, that, that's a, the difference, the skill set there that is involved uh, is, is very different. And my staff had to, in a month, entirely, you know, and Danny really was the leader of that because Danny was the one with the most experience who'd been in that kind of environment before and, and learned that. So yeah, I mean, this place wouldn't be what it is without all of the staff, but Dan definitely at the beginning was a huge catalyst for the, for the change. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, it's hard to see how we would have done it or been able to succeed without his leadership and his abilities for sure. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's a big energy shift from that, um, you know, that group manager, cheerleader, yes. high energy, Yes, like, it's a whole different skill set. It's a whole different thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, and we had no, we were not expert at all in the former. Right. We had, I, we did, I didn't, I've never trained like that. I've never, like I remember me teaching the classes and the coaches being like, you suck at this. And I'm like, <laughs> it's true. I'm not good at it. Like, it's not like I had to cover classes and it was like, I, I, I can feel that I'm not good at this, which is weird. Cause like I own this place. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's not, there's one of those disconnects where it's like, that should have been an earlier red flag for me, but I don't know. Sometimes I, takes me a little while. Well, it was one of the catalysts, <laughs> right, for you to make the changes. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. What, uh, what is the, what's the mission now? Like, yeah, what we, we, we teach now? people how to, it, it's kind of always been the mission, interestingly, which mm -hmm. is we teach people how to develop sustainable health and fitness habits. But the vehicle that we've used mm -hmm. now aligns with really the, the values that, that we have and the things that we're expert in, the things that we really, truly, um, I feel like myself and, and the coaches here are really, truly, like, among the best at like they know how to deliver these results to these people at an incredibly high level whereas in the past that when we that original model that was not the case it's out so, of alignment with the values yeah we just it just wasn't something we knew a lot about or were particularly good at like mm. it's it wasn't a lack of like we we cared about the people we were working with we wanted to help them we were doing it it wasn't like uh we weren't trying to take advantage of anybody you right. know what i mean like mm. we wanted to help people but because of my lack of experience as a business owner and entrepreneur, like I just made, I was just new. I was learning, you know yeah. what I mean? I was mm -hmm. making mistakes. Um, but yeah, now we, we teach people how to develop sustainable health and fitness habits and for the right person, we are very, very good at it. Who is the, the right person? Who's the avatar? Who's the type of person who, if they're listening to this, they're seeing this, they're like, Hey, that sounds pretty interesting. How do I know that this is the right place for me? Yeah, that's a, this is the thing that over the last 
three or four months has changed this place the most. Because again, prior to, I just thought like, we'll take anybody. Yeah. And we did, and we did just anybody who'd sign up, you know? But we sat down maybe like April, May, like May, June or whatever. And we were like, all right, let's, let's look at all the clients that we have. Who are the people that just crush it the absolute hardest? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who are the people that we like working with the most, that get the best results? Um, and let's just list them all on the board. That's what we did. We were all on team meeting. We just, list, we just started writing names on the board. And you look at the board afterwards, and it's like, these people are all very, very alike. <laughs> like, a lot of really similar, like, similar age. Like, it's very similar. So people we work the best with tend to be women who are mid-20s to mid-30s. And their primary goal is body recomposition. So if you're looking to lose body fat, build muscle tone, um, we are very good at helping you. We, our entire system, our entire program is designed to teach you the skills that you need, not just help you, but actually teach you the skills that you need to be able to accomplish that at will for the rest of your life, whether you're here or you move to China, doesn't even matter, mm. right? Like we've gotten very, very good at working with that person um, on both a, a fitness and a training, from a fitness and training standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from an overall programming standpoint. And what we like to see is similar to how you guys operate, which I think, I mean, I definitely talked to Sean a lot through this journey. So there's, there's no doubt that I took uh, inspiration from some of his ideas. But up front, it starts with a lot of attention mm. because that's where people need the most attention when they're getting started. And it's where they need the most accountability in our experience. And I'm sure in your experience as well. Yeah. So it starts off with one-on-one -on -one training. We do three one-on-one -on -one sessions with people um, and they move into a 12-week program, usually in our semi-private personal training program, which is just very small group personal training, although they have the option to continue doing one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's during that initial 12 weeks where we teach and put people through our nutrition education system. At the end of that 12 weeks, people tend to move into a month-to-month -month option in the semi-private personal training until they've developed the autonomy, the independence, the confidence to start training more independently like Molly. Um, and then they're in our hybrid program, which is we're still programming for them. They still have access to the gym, but they're kind of working out more independently. They have access to pop into the semi-private program if they feel like they need a little touch-up. Mm. Um, but really, they're more independent at that point. They've learned how to use nutrition to make their bodies change. They still have a connection with their coach. They're still getting programmed for they get week or monthly check-ins so we can make sure that they're on track if we need to make changes to their program. And, um, yeah, for the right person, it uh, – it works incredibly well. Um, and that was the big thing that I had to figure out. It's like, it's, it's gotta be the right thing for the right person. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that first. Sure. Um, and we tried to apply it to a lot of different people. And you know, some people get results, some people don't. And to me, it was like, well, these people just, I don't know, that's not our fault. Yeah. But um, they're just not going at it hard enough. Yeah. They're not doing the right things. They're not listening. If they would just listen. Yeah. It's, that's so, so, I mean, from, from my experience, that's the same journey that I went on as an early gym owner, right? Is like we open up the gym and you're so energized by doing the thing that you're like, dude, we're going to help everybody. Anybody who wants our help, yeah. like, we're going to be able to help them and we're going to do it this way. And then you do it for a little while. And then a year later, six months later, however long, you start to look at the amount of people who were members and are no longer members. And you're like, oh, that list is growing at a rate that I'm not comfortable with anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, so by being the right place for everybody, we're decreasing the impact on the right people, on the people that we really want to help and we want to 100%. serve. 100%. That 80-20. Yeah. You know? And that's this, exactly what happens. Yeah. And you just, you end, up, you end up cannibalizing the entire system that you're trying to create, right? So Sean and I talked about this on a podcast just last week. Like, if a perfect world would look something like there's an active life, there's a 24-hour gym, there's a strength and conditioning facility, there's a rehab place, and then there is a 24 or there's a CrossFit gym all on the same block, and nobody's fighting over clients because everybody knows exactly really have the to. type. It's a totally exactly. different human. I, but see, I didn't. It's I get why it happens though because it it seems so obvious now that like, of course, the kind of person who would want to join a CrossFit gym isn't going to be the kind of person who fits mm -hmm. in. Like, it's just, it's so obvious to me now, but yeah, it was not obvious when I first started at all, yeah, right? at all. Um, but yeah, it, that is interesting. I had the same experience. It was like, oh, everybody can do CrossFit. 
right? Because that was where my background, everybody should be doing CrossFit. It doesn't matter if you're 70 years old with two knee replacements (laughs) or if you're a 15 year old trying to improve your athletic performance, we can help you. And it was not accurate. It wasn't the case. And that's why I find it so interesting that you've really set, hey, this is who we are. This is who we serve. This is who we serve the best. Yeah, that's really what it is. And it's who who my coaches really like working with. Yeah. You know, it's like the best relationships get built out of that. Um, well, I imagine you could you could work with anybody. I'm sure we could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's exactly what you said. It's like if, if there's this person who ha- is this age with these problems and these goals, and we that's not what we're accustomed to working with. That's not what our system does best with. Which is how I've been thinking a lot more like systems processes. Mm. We want to be able to put someone in the front of this system and have them travel through and have the outcome be very predictable. Yeah. But then the system's got to match the person, who they are, what their goals are. That, that was not something that was so clear to me now, but, or so clear to me at the beginning, but saying it out loud now, it's like, duh. <laughs> like, what else would you have done? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's just learning you know, along the I think, along the way. absolutely, right? I mean, you have to go, you, my experience, I had to go through that initial phase to get to the point of clarity. Right? I had to go through that being the right place for everybody and then realizing that it made me the right place for nobody to realize, oh, I really want to work with the type of clients that we're starting to work with now. Right? And I'm sure it sounds like your story was very similar. Your journey was very similar. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, I say this to the coaches all the time when we have like interns and stuff. I say, like, man, if you are looking back at the you of six weeks ago and you don't feel like you were a fucking dumbass back then, then you are not doing this shit right. You aren't learning fast enough. You're not growing fast enough. So, and that's how I feel when I think back. It's almost like, oh, God, fuck. I could just talk to that guy. Um, but I couldn't have talked to him. You couldn't have told him anything. But it makes me think, like, well, what, what are the things I'm doing right now mm. that I'm going to look back on in six months and be like, what a fucking asshole. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> um, how do you guys, like, how do you try to head that off, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you don't. I mean, because think about your journey, right? You wouldn't be where you are right now with all of those things. It's that's it's, true. It's, it's all of it, true. right? Like everything that has happened and every point in my journey. I was thinking about this as I just closed my gym of seven years, almost eight years in Oct- at the beginning of October. Like, I'm so grateful for the entire experience of having that. Yeah, that's true. Because I it got me way. here. I would I would absolutely not be in Long Beach, 600 miles away, like doing this thing, sitting here, having this podcast with you, sharing this wonderful bourbon, like. All of these it things. Is, it, that is a good It is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> None of these things would happen if that didn't exist and I didn't make all of the mistakes along the way and successes, right, that led me to this point. Right. So, Yeah, that's true, man. That's definitely true. It still makes me want to know where I'm fucking up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah. I actually just signed up for, uh, just yesterday I signed up for like Tony, the Tony Robbins coaching. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just last night I was on the phone. I'm the easiest sell in the world. Yeah. Like, I can't even, if I get on a call, like, I'm almost definitely going to buy whatever. Like, well, because you've already made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, it's, I can't think of the last time I was in a sales consultation situation and I didn't just hand over my card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy to sell in the whole world. Um, but I'm pumped about that, though. I mean, I'm pumped about everything I signed up for, but I'm, I'm really pumped about that. I think it's awesome, too, to see how much you've matured in the sense I appreciate of you saying yeah, that. Absolutely, yeah. It's been, that's it, like, I've been witnessing the journey of everything going on around here. I love to see it. And you telling and being able to admit your own mistakes is one of the biggest things I know for myself as well. I have to learn a lot for myself. Dude, like, I make a ton of fucking mistakes. Me, I'm with you. I'm I with you. <laughs> like, it's cool. You guys can make mistakes. Just don't make it twice. Exactly. You know so what don't I mean? let it but be like, a failure. I make a ton of mistakes. Don't let it be a failure. Let it be a lesson. 100%. And we, that is something we definitely harp a lot, a lot about. It's like, just because you messed something up, it's okay. We'll talk about it and figure out why you messed up. What are you going to do better next time? And keep it going. Let's yeah. do the next thing now. Um, 100%. It takes a lot, you know, and especially starting out, the year, this is your first business, right? It's not, it's my first, like, no, it's not my, so I ran a, I had a partner and we ran a digital marketing agency. Uh, that was what I was doing prior to working in the gym, in mm-hmm. addition to the personal training. So, I mean, this is the first thing I've taken, like, full-hearted, serious, dumped my entire life into. But the mistakes you learned from that marketing yeah, agency, did you, did you take it on to here? One thousand percent. Absolutely. It, it's the reason we were able to grow so fast in the beginning was having 
the skills and knowing all the mistakes that already made in the past mm -hmm. and knowing how to correct those mistakes. But that led to a whole different set of yeah. <laughs> judges and mistakes. <laughs> everybody, I'm sure everybody has their fair share of mistakes. Yeah. You know, like if people can't admit that. Well, if you're then, doing anything, yeah, exactly. if you're trying. If you're doing it right, you know, you know you've had your fair share of mistakes. And along with me as well, like coming from a commercial gym to being part of Active Life now, it was big I like when I first started mistakes off the bat like I it was a whole different industry um, whole different group of people whole different w management you know like I didn't really have so much of a um, that flow that we have now like there's so much structure there's so much people on you people are checking you I told Sean and Cody the same exact thing uh, they're like what can we do to support you and I keep saying it over and over again keep me in check let me know when I'm doing something wrong don't sugarcoat it I want to know if I can grow if I can fix my mistake and let me know when I made a mistake so I could know, so I could address it and no, that's and the difference and this is kind of I think what you're saying is like the, the diff leadership is in my opinion the most scarce skill set that exists in our society today yeah. and the difference between you know moving into an organization with strong leadership versus weak leadership it's just Nine i mean it, you can't Nine like it's like it makes it so obvious how valuable that is as a skill set and how rare it is in our uh in our society Pe people who know how to like lead people, organize a team, keep everybody focused, hold people accountable, make everybody, give everybody purpose and mission and stuff. That, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, but, and I'm with you, you know, like um, I know like when I left my previous employment, I um, didn't have the resentment. I didn't have like, oh, I'm mad at this person or I feel like I wasted my time, anything like that. I took it on the chin and it was like, you know what? Things happen for a reason. You got what you needed to in education wise, know what mistakes were created and how to fix them and where to move forward from. Yeah. You and took what you could out of it and kept moving exactly. forward. Exactly. And if it wasn't for that, I'm like I said, I'm very grateful for the position I had before, but I'm even more grateful for where I'm at now because of what I learned from the past. Yeah, man, for sure. I had a question for you guys, kind of along those lines. Please. What do you what do you think it, when you guys see like the most personal trainers, people who are either like doing it on their own or working in like corporate places, whatever. Mm -hmm. like, what do you think the big, let's say some of them are listening. Like, what do you say to them? Like, what do you think the mistakes they're making are and how can they move forward? Cause it's a tough, it's a tough gig. Yeah, you know, uh, especially when you're on your own, just getting started, like and it's, it's a tough game. It's definitely a big misconception with the personal training job itself because people take it as a part-time job instead of taking it as seriously. So as number one, be. you're saying like get 100% committed. Be all in, be all in, and that's also another thing that um, Dr. Sean said to me: you have to be all in if you're with us. This is what you. This is what we're about. Everybody on the team is a leader, but it's a shows more leadership to be able to take that step back and know like when you need to take that step back and just listen. And that's where I feel like they've helped me progress so much. Um, honestly, that's what separated it, was making sure that I, like everybody's a leader, you wanna be this leader. People want to hear what you have to say, but also know when it's your time. Like you will have that spotlight, like we said with the impact filter, you have an opportunity to say your words. You have an opportunity to speak what is on your mind. If it works really well, fuck yeah, let's do it. But if it doesn't, let's think about it. Why doesn't this work well? Maybe there's a different way we could approach this. You being able to have that one-on-one -on -one leadership with people to grow it. You need to be a student constantly and to continue with your question with the people who with are um, aspiring. Go all person. in. Be, all be a constant. Exactly. Be a, a student. Constant learner. Be a sponge. Yeah. Be the person who is willing to learn all the time and willing to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. So, from somebody who started out as personal training with Active Life, it gave me so much of an edge because I was like, I didn't have the leadership originally. It was just more me thinking like, I work out, I know how to do it. Yeah, I can make I anybody. everybody yeah. start. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, this is what I did. Yeah, it's like, I know what to do. I know, yeah. I can make anybody big, strong, fast, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, people don't want that all the time. People don't want to be these high-end athletes that we, that I thought everybody wanted to be. Not everybody wants to be that athlete. People well, want to be a very be, small percentage Exactly. Of and you can work with those people if you want. Of course, there's a, but, but there's a group for that. And, but, but there's also a group for people who are in between that, where they don't feel like anybody's listening to them. They don't think anybody's actually understanding where they're coming from. And that's where I realized. That's where you like to live. Exactly. What about um, you, Cody? You, I'm sure you've interviewed tons of personal trainers in your time owning places. Yeah. What's a big mistake you see these? The biggest one that I've noticed and I've worked with uh, worked with staff members through is being okay saying I don't know. Yeah. 
That's really been one of the biggest things because what I noticed, especially, I mean, I did this, right? As when I started off in the game, um, it was, I felt like I had to have the answer to everything because I needed to be the smartest person in the room. I needed to be the expert and I needed to be seen as the expert. What that really did was trying to pull some answer out of my ass, right? And do things that I had no, like, like not even knowing my lane, right? And I was talking with Sean about this on the podcast. Like, when I started, it's not that I was going outside of my lane. It's that I didn't even know what my lane yeah, was. Right, right. You didn't need context for where we should be. Yeah. So I just said yes to everything. I said I could do everything. I could help with everything. When the reality was, when I started to get very focused and I started to be like, hey, look, man, I don't have that answer. I'm happy to help you find the answer. Give me a couple of days and I'll get back to you rather than spitting some shit off like the top of my head in the moment. It was way more impactful because they realize, oh, this isn't the type of person who's going to pretend that they know what's going on. Right. This is the type of person who's actually going to find the answer for me. They're going to do some research. They're going to expand whatever that might be. It was one of the biggest things. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about a few minutes ago, where it's like, understand specifically who you serve and specifically how you serve. Yeah. And, and then you got to ignore, you got to like put your focusers on, you know? Um, yeah, that, that was a huge lesson for me, for sure. And I definitely see people making that. What do you see? What are, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see in the game? We'll say that the, the person who's been training for maybe they're six months in, they're a year in, they're, they're just starting off. What, would, what advice would you give somebody who wants to get into the thing? I mean, I think the things you guys have said are great. Like, you want to be all in. You know, you want to figure out what you do and who you do it for as specifically as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, but I would also say, like, you want to be weary of, like, as you guys are aware, there's always these trends rolling through mm. and they come and go in like a couple year cycles, yeah. you know, you want to, I think you want to build, if, you, if, you, if you're going to be in this for the long run, then you want to pick the things, the modalities and the approaches that are backed in, in logical scientific thinking and are, have been around for a long time yeah. versus these things that kind of come and go and come and go and come and go. I guess you could make an argument that if like, you use one of these trends to like get garner a whole bunch of attention and then you transitioned into something more stable you know that would be a reasonable argument for jumping on one of them but i think that the things we do here aren't like it's not fancy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like if everybody thinks it's going to be fancy it's not fancy <laughs> like we lift weights yeah we eat more protein you know we limit like processed food and alcohol and we hang out and we wait for long periods of time for the results to come because we're not in a rush. Mm -hmm. like, and I think that applies, like that's like. That's all, that's, that's <laughs> a huge piece of it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's consistency yeah. over time. You know? But like I, I see people get into, you know, all these. Well, you see it with nutrition, especially. Yeah, but right? nutrition is one you see it with all the time, yeah. It was you know, it's always zone some new thing and that it's keto like, and it's just all of it, right? It's like, what's the flavor of the month? And then everybody jumps on the bandwagon and they're like, yep. oh, this is the thing now. Now it's, you know, eating testicles and raw liver. <laughs> and people liver. do that shit. Man. Oh, yeah. Because if I have a big enough following and yeah. I eat some testicles, people, right, are, gonna people are gonna eat testicles too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, don't feel like that. But, yeah, right. Don't eat testicles. What I like about those trends, though, is like it, it helps people realize sometimes what bullshit is. You know, like, yeah. you could, it's like you have some valuable resources. You have people with the mission of wanting to put out reasonable information that would but, help and benefit but, a lot. But that of people. doesn't get a lot of followers and likes. And, exactly. Um, so I think people got to be aware of that. Coaches got to be aware of that. The shit that gets the most attention and follows you guys know because you train. Like, it's kind of fucking boring. Yeah. I do a lot of the same shit, you know? <laughs> Bye, Ma. Bye, Ma. <laughs> it's kind of fucking boring. It doesn't make for great Instagram reels. Right, absolutely. But, man, I'm almost 40 years old, and I'm strong as fuck, you know? Like, so it's like, it does, it's not necessarily flashy, but I'll tell you what's cool. We changed the nutrition process here. Um, I've taken multiple different stabs that help, because, man, Helping people eat right is fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Especially at scale. Well, there's a huge psychological component oh, massive. to it. Huge. Unbelievable. Um, and especially, like, it's, it's one thing, like, I just work with you. It's another thing when, like, you got 100 clients. Right. And you, got, yeah. you need a system for that. So I switched it. 
uh, a few months back, and it, it's, this is going so great. Um, not what we do in the orientation is, I have them, we sit down, and I have them lit. I literally sit at the whiteboard, and I say, all right, tell me everything that you eat on a regular basis. And we're going to define regular basis as every two weeks or more often. If you put it in your body every two weeks or more often, we're going to list it on the board right here. And we go through everything that they eat on a regular basis. And then I have a sheet, and I help them divide it into four categories. Protein, like primary sources of protein, primary sources of fiber, primary sources of healthy fat, and then processed foods. And we, we have them make their list, and then I help them divide into each one of the categories. And then I'm like, all right, just for these first couple weeks, what I want you to do is eat more of this. More is like, if you usually have two eggs, have three. Like, just more. We're not going to track. We're not going to like, we're just trying to get people because we work with beginners, mm -hmm. right? We don't work with people who are like coming in, like they're trying to triathlon. Like a lot of times, sometimes it's even like, I didn't even know that like what a protein was. Like it's, it's a, people yeah. who are just getting started on their journey, yeah. right? So it's like, these are proteins. These are your best sources that you're already eating. These are fibers. These are your best sources that you're already eating. These are healthy fats. These are your best sources. And then this is all the processed stuff that you're eating. Eat a little more of this, eat a little more of this, probably keep this you know, not too crazy. Let's just dial back a little bit on the process stuff, like little, mm -hmm. just a little bit less. But what, what's been cool about it is I've now, I don't even, a countless number of people, I'm getting an insight into like how people eat in this area. Our ideal client, mm -hmm. like the people mm -hmm. we sign up. Mm -hmm. And there's patterns, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's, there's patterns of the things that people aren't aware of that they're doing. And that has been a super enlightening exercise to really like one person at a time who are all very similar because we're now we're signing up people who are our ideal client avatar. Right. Um, it's really given us really cool insight into like the common mistakes that people are making. And it's allowing us to build materials and educational stuff that solves these problems before we even have to sit with them ahead of time. And it's also helping the content that we're able to put out. Hmm. Cause like now I'm getting a sense for like, all right, all these people are making the exact same. They're all eating un unintentionally eating too much fat, unintentionally not eating enough protein, right? Unintentionally not eating enough fiber unintentionally eating too much processed foods. So we can now put out information that's valuable to people, even if they don't sign up, where we can say like, here's who we serve, and here's the mistakes I'm almost positive that you're making, yeah. <laughs> right? So like you could do something about that. So that, that's been really cool, like digging in mm. with people like that, in, in that specific of a way, like tell me what you're eating, like and let's write it all down, let's look at, people also eat pretty much, the list has never been bigger than like, 20, 25 things for people. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have anticipated that. They get into the habit of eating the same things regularly. Yeah, it is yeah. really. And like, they'll think like, well, I, I go to get Italian one night and I have, you know, chicken and pasta and then I have Chinese, but it's still just chicken and chicken pasta. pasta. Like you're eating yeah. the same yeah. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, um, Which is interesting. People don't eat as much. Their, people's diets are not as varied um, as they often think it is. But that's been a really cool I'm not sure how you guys, how do you guys approach nutrition with people? Well, before, two things that you said through there that I thought were very interesting and they're very much in alignment with what our philosophy as well is that you meet clients where they're at, right? You set them down at the whiteboard, you talk about here's what you're doing right yeah, now, here's the sure. small things that we can tweak and change, right? So you're meeting the clients where they're at and then you're also considering, you're providing value to people even if they never become a client of yours, right? Here's the most common mistakes that we're noticing that clients in our ideal client avatar, here's the mistakes that they're making as far as their nutrition. Here's some things that you could do regardless of whether you become a client or not. Yeah. So big kudos to you for, for that because that just speaks to the abundance mentality versus the scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we really do wanna like, and I do feel a little personally responsible. Like I was always doing the best I could, but I was new and we did the best we could and we helped people, but it wasn't what it is now. Mm. And I'd be lying if I said there's a part of me that doesn't feel kind of bad about that. You know, like people came in, they trusted us. It's not that our intentions were good, but I was new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and what I was doing, it wasn't the best way to help people. So now I feel like we're learning all this valuable information, you know, about the, especially the people that we work with in particular. And if we can help, I, we just want to help. You know, if people want to come work here, like, that's great. Like, we, we only take, we, we don't have that many spots left in the program anyway. Yeah. So, that's yeah, great. looking that's forward, great. it's like, um, you know, how can we kind of, if really what we're trying to do is teach people how to build sustainable health and fitness habits, well, like, how can we move forward? How can we move forward and do that? And it's also kind of easing my own conscience a little bit because I feel like I was new, I was doing my best, but it wasn't, I was new. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, it's like when you first start training people, like, yeah. you're doing your best. Yeah. You're the best you but, like, could You know what you're you doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and this is a small community, and I, I just really want 
people to know that like this is my whole life is about figuring out how to help people i mean it's literally like this is all i you know what i mean like this is i love this place i love what we do i love our coaches i love the clients here i, I love long beach in general and we just trying to help people you know what i mean like it in for sure i feel like getting started we did the best we could but now we're, we're in such a better position to be able to do so and the things we're learning as we go i, I want to be able to share that as far and as wide as we can. Um, otherwise, I don't know what are we doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, otherwise, I could just go sell finance packages, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just not. Is same with you guys? Like, we got into this because we want to help people, right? So that's we think a lot about that. No. Yeah. Well, that speaks tremendously to your mindset. So yeah, Bob, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, why Long Beach? Have you always been in Long Beach? I lived in Long Beach for a long time. I love it here, man. I mean, I think you're gonna come. I don't know how you feel now, but I know you're still kind of new here, but I'm sure like it's just something about this place that is, uh, it's just a cool place to live. I grew up in upstate New York in a very, I graduated high school with like 120 kids. Oh, wow. I had 87. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're really yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, Same you level. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's very, very small. Yeah. You know? So like what I like about Long Beach, this is a lot more people than what we grew up with. Yeah. Um, but it still has that community feel to mm -hmm. it. You know, it still has this like small town, like everybody knows everybody kind of vibe to it, I like that. Obviously, living by the beach, it just creates a vibe that I think is unique. Uh, when I was uh, in my 20s, I was a traveling musician. That's how I made my living. So I, I got to go all over the place, and I got to go all over Long Island. I, I've been uh, pretty much everywhere on Long Island, like at one point or another. Yeah. And there's just something unique about this place that I think is really cool. Um, and I'm so glad that this is here and we get to um, serve people here. Now, that being said, um, I wouldn't open another place in Long Beach, you know what I mean? Like, um, as far as expanding out and, and being able to serve more people, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to operate in some different markets yeah. and do mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm very, very glad to be here. I live right down the street, so I can. I, I don't often walk, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, I could walk here if I if I wanted to. Yeah, I think it's just a unique kind of community. You know, it has that vibe. I mean, you know, you've been here longer than I have. I think. Yeah, I would say I grew I grew up in Long Beach. I've been here my entire life, and yeah. it's always been such a it's got that vibe to it. It's exactly. like small town, even exactly. though it's not really that small. Yeah, and but I, it has a small town vibe. And when you say like go, go, going to upstate New York and like seeing like the different world, I went to college upstate, and I was like, where'd you go? This, uh, Alfred University. Oh right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is so different, you know, like yeah. compared to Long Island, just Long Island or just Long Beach in general. It's almost like Long Beach is its own entity. Yeah, absolutely. Long Island, it's nothing you know? like the rest of yeah. um, Long Island. Yeah, and it's the community overall though has been fantastic. Like I agree. how supporting a lot of people are, how people want to support local, how people still come back at the end of the, like at the end of the day. People will be like, "I left for five years, but realized I needed to be back here. I left for yeah. a, a, so long, and it was like this is where I need to be." Yeah, I agree. Um, Coach Madison, hello. <laughs> Coach Madison, come come get on the podcast. <laughs> come get on the podcast. This is yeah. You want a drink? <laughs> so this is Coach Madison. Coach Madison started. Coach Madison was the first person I've ever hired in my entire life. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and man, am I grateful for that. Um, yeah, come on, get on the podcast. Let's go some Take a seat. Take a seat. Get in here. Man. You sure you don't want to drink? You want to rip a shot real quick? No, I'm so good. <laughs> get Take a seat. Take a seat. Take a seat. Take a seat. What are you here to do? I teach a class at four, don't I? Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope so. Um, I want to be respectful of you guys. No, no, please, Coach Madison. Please tell us a little bit about yeah, yourself, how you got involved in this. Snap! I just walked into this. Yeah, yeah. organic uh, as organic. Well, I just showed up to work. And now, <laughs> I'm now I'm on a podcast, and they're drinking whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're in that like a little bit of weird place where like you show up, you're pregaming, and like and you're like, you're like shit, I gotta catch up now. <laughs> um, how did I end up here? I, uh, I've been in the fitness industry for about eight years now. Um, I started off with like something similar like a Tracy Anderson method where everything was body weight, dance, cardio, we're gonna jack the temperature up to 100 degrees, <laughs> sweat your ass off. Um, did that, I was a professional dancer for a little while. That's kind of how I got into that. Then I started teaching my own boot camp classes, uh, local gyms, and then I started working for Orange Theory uh, about two years, then the pandemic hit and uh, they fired all of us. So I was just, you know, scrolling through Instagram and somebody actually sent me the application for this gym. And she was like, right. you should, you should apply. <laughs> um, she later ended up applying and didn't get the job, but she's probably, yeah, 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 yeah. She, so she's probably kicking herself in the, in the shins for sending it to me. So I got the application, I sent it in and um, 
met Andy, and I was the first person he hired. Yeah, and it's cool because like it, it's been a, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> place is definitely very different than what we started. That's what we. That's what we've been talking about. Um, Can you t- it, I'll say I, I want to hear a little bit more about how you feel this place has changed. I know you were here from the beginning. Oh yeah. Like I want to tell us a little bit about it, your experience here, and what it's meant to you. So before I started working here, I didn't strength train with barbells or anything above 10 pounds. And I was a dancer, so they told us when we were in school, you know, you don't want to get bulky, you don't want to get big, you want to be dainty, you want to get bulky, all this stuff. So I was like, I'm not touching anything heavier than 10 pounds. We'd use dumbbells, um, was doing a ton of cardio when I was working at Orange Theory. I was still professionally dancing about 20 hours a week. So when I came here and they were like pestering me to like, oh, get under the bar and squat. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's Coach Dan. Yeah, yeah that was Coach Dan. Um, and eventually, like, you know, I just kind of saw caved. that. Yeah, I caved. I saw, well, I saw that like Andy and Danny and the rest of the staff were working out using the barbells. And I was really the only one that was, you know, kind of hanging over here with all the dumbbells and stuff. So eventually I caved. And so I probably wouldn't have started strength training unless I started working here because it was just the environment that I was put in. And it was just something that I wasn't used to. And then now I hold a state record for she does. my squat. She just broke the state record nice. a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I would also say <laughs> that if you are the person that would fit best here, there is no one better in the world to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish than this woman right here. Because you've been through it. Yeah. Yeah. You actually yourself were the person I was, and then became yep. a different person. You know everything it takes from experience yeah. to make the results that the people we work with want. Yeah. You know exactly what it takes to make those results happen. Yeah. And you've done it with hundreds of people in Long Beach. Yeah. I want to hear about how the transition has been in that sense. Like when you came in, professional dancer, you were getting really involved in just dancing. You were like, I don't need to touch the barbell and things like that. From that transition from there to this now, how big of an impact does that make for you and for the people who are in a similar situation from you? They were told they shouldn't be lifting heavy, they shouldn't be under a barbell or doing anything like that. Let's hear it. Well, so I genuinely, I hate high intensity cardio. I have asthma, I hate it, but I feel like as women, we're always told like, eat 1200 calories, go burn calories, sweat, take these hit classes, like that's what's designed for women. And then men can weight lift, they can lift the big shit and they're gonna get big and bulky. And I believed that for a while. Um, but now after doing this, it's like, I can eat more now, more than I was told that I could eat, that I thought that I could eat. And you do. And I do, I eat like <laughs> a man. Um, when I tell people that I eat, I'm 114 pounds, five feet tall, and I'm eating over 2000 calories a day. They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, yes, I do, I definitely do. Um, that plus like I genuinely enjoy strength training. Like it's very rewarding physically to be able to see that like, oh shit, like I can gradually like improve, get stronger and see that aspect. But then also like a mental toughness increase where like back in the day it'd be like, my back hurts, I need to call out of work. Like, oh my gosh, I sprained this, I broke this. Like I gotta, I gotta take off, I gotta rest for six weeks, I gotta put the boot on and now it's like, in this environment, like we have one guy, Dave, who he just Ugh, got Dave, his legs, right his now. legs sawed in half. This, this was an elective surgery. He has, you know, issues with his knees. They sawed his leg in half, put a cadaver bone in there, straightened his leg out, and he was in here deadlifting two weeks after that. Bro, he and I'm like, so that's so he motivating. Was, he was bow legged, like very, very, very mm-hmm. bow. Okay. Um, and you know, he's he's in his low 40s, so it's been a long time. He's, his body's yeah. been shaped like that. He's a very active dude, and it just finally it caught up to him. So with the surgery is. They, they carve a, like a big section of the bone out and then they like move the leg over and then they like screw it back together. It's brutal. Mm, and the doctors sure. are like, so he comes in, he's like, yeah, he's got it both done. They can only do one at a time. Yeah, right. So the doctors are like, hey, yeah, man, you know, it's going to be, you know, six months, six months recovery. And he, I remember the day he was in the office, he's like, yeah, they told me it's going to be six months recovery. I was like, dude, bull <laughs> fucking shit six months recovery. You squat 405, you're in tremendous physical shape. You're an incredibly mentally strong human being. You are not, it's gonna take six weeks, bro, I'm telling you. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's already squatting under, under week barbell. three. Week three. Wow. Week three. He's wow. already off the crutches, right? He's in here every day. It's unbelievable. And I feel like, like that, that comes from like pushing yourself regularly, regularly in the gym mentally, where it's like, and we try to convey that to the clients too. Like when you're faced with something like, 
either in your personal life, you're going through some shit emotionally or physically, like come in here, work through it, and then you're gonna be like, holy shit, like I am strong enough to get through that, yeah. and I don't need to, you know, have this pity party for myself. And I feel like that's even the, the more, what I notice more, as opposed to the physical, is like the mental toughness that I've gotten since strength yeah. training. And, and that's yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we, when we serve, like I told you guys, we surveyed all of our best clients. And I asked two questions. One, I asked a bunch of questions, but two of them were. First one was, what were your primary goals when you started? Every single one of them, it's body recomposition. They want, they don't want to lose body fat. They want to build muscle tone, and that was unanimous, right? But then I asked, how have your goals, if they have, how have they changed over time? What are your goals now? And right down the board, like now I just want to get stronger. Now I just want to get stronger. Now I just want to be stronger. Yeah. I just want to be stronger. I just like feeling strong. I want to be stronger. It's so interesting, like that. It makes our it actually makes our marketing a little bit like it's an interesting endeavor now because it's like we know what they want mm -hmm. when they before people sign up, but then we know what they really want once they start, and they just don't like nobody realizes it until you start getting strong, and then yeah. you're like, shit, this is awesome. Until yeah. you have to do hard shit. Yeah. Like, very often, and I always say this, like, adults don't have, like, the opportunity to, like, compete with themselves or with other people and, like, actually try hard. Like, a lot of people, it's just like, you know, you're on autopilot. You're working from home. You're working at a desk, 9 to 5, and you're just looking at the clock until you can leave and go to happy hour. So, like, very rarely do we have the opportunity to, like, try hard. Yeah. And that's what I like to see in, like, it's like Jill. We have a client here. She um, crushes it. It's insane. She signed up before we made that shift to this new program. Right. Um, and now she's deadlifting 300 pounds. She placed first in the powerlifting meet that we took her to. And she's been doing strength training for what? When did we open, start the new program? March? Yeah. Uh, six months. Six months. And she, you know, <clears throat> completely shifted her mindset. Although, and, which is true. And I also want to be clear that, like, powerlifting strength training, as you guys know, not the same thing. Right. No. Yeah. Right? Like, only a handful of our clients ever, like, compete. Sure. Yeah. In a, uh, and nor do you ever have to to... Yeah, one's a modality, one's a yeah, sport. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's, what we really do here is strength training. It's not, you know, we know how to help people do powerlifting, but I wouldn't say that's not like what I'm No, but she's also someone that, like, I would have never thought she would have no, done that in her life. Well, sure, her testimonial video is on our website. Um, so you can hear her You can hear her thing. Yeah, she's, first of all, she's an awesome person. Um, but, yeah, what she's accomplished has been really cool. I, we love that. I love that stuff. Yeah. The people who are, like, so unassuming. I'm sure you guys do, too. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, the people you never expect you know, and they get started and they start at such a low place, but then they stick with them and they're consistent and they work hard and a year and a half, two years in, it's like, what the fuck is this person? Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Um, yeah, I think that stuff is, is super cool. That's my favorite part about yeah. seeing, seeing that, that kind of stuff happen. Especially with the women. And maybe it's because I'm a woman that I feel like, like, oh, like my little students where like, I know exactly the mindset that they, that they had because I had that mindset, even as a trainer and been doing this for a while, like I can see the shift and I'm like, yes strong girls <laughs> yeah that's what uh, my follow-up question was going to be is how has that affected you seeing your clients um progress seeing the people come in and out just doing bigger and better things as they keep coming in they look they seem very excited and anticipate this is the best part of their day yeah. what is, how does what does that mean to you now it's more rewarding now because i've been doing this for a while so you know i've had people that are like i want to lose weight i want to look like this i want to look like a model and you know it's rewarding to see people be able to change their bodies and better their health but to see women come in here in a place where they would normally be intimidated to go to the strength section of a gym, mm -hmm. to come in here and be chatting everyone up, you know, mm -hmm. saying how, how much they love coming here, it's the best part of their day, that they, they don't really have any other place that I know of that they can walk in and feel comfortable doing that. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, like, it's like making a shift in like society's views a little bit, or yeah. how people think society's views are. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. That feels like a really great place to cap it. Awesome. Yeah. You came in at the perfect time. Hell yeah. Rich <laughs> Madison. Never disappoint. Thank you. <laughs> Madison, Andy, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you guys. This has been great. This has been awesome. I rarely get to drink in the middle of the day, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a follow-up. Yeah, right. yeah, let's do yeah. it, man. Put it on the books. Yeah. Shit, I booked a, someone for a phone consultation for you at 5.30. Today? I think so. Good job. Yeah, yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah, right? It was We're only perfect. one glass. He'll be nice yeah, and loose. Fine. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> probably better off. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you, guys. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Oops, sorry. <laughs>